0: Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 65 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is the Norman, Tarot, and Oracle Decks. Let's begin. So, as you know, my audience, in Tarot Bites, we mostly focus on tarot. But today, as I stated above, we are going to be chatting about a few of the other popular decks on the market with my friend, Shaheen Miro, who is the creator of the Lunar Nomad Oracle deck. Welcome, Shaheen. Hi, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I am so in love with your deck I think the Lunar Nomad Oracle deck is just simply stunning. So first of all, thank you for creating it.
1: Thank you. It was really a wonderful process and journey.
0: Well, can you tell us real quickly um, what inspired you to create this deck? How did it come about? So for me, the Lunar Nomad
1: Oracle really began as sort of this personal exploration of just my own intuition my own um my own journey with images Um, i am a multimedia artist and i do collage work and i started to really fall in love with all of these old images and photos and and pictures and illustrations and it was almost like by playing with them and and kind of letting them speak to me the spirit behind the the drawing it started to turn into these beautiful collages. And so my background is in tarot, but I became intrigued by the Lenormand. And so there are 36 images or 36 symbols in Lenormand. And I started using those as a springboard for my own artistic interpretation and my own intuitive exploration. So the Lunar Nomad is really born out of that and it was just really started out as a personal project, but then it had a life of its own, and so it kind of took me on on a journey.
0: I love that. I think anytime we are creating or writing, it really is a, an amazing journey, uh, and the opportunity to express ourselves through our art, our writing, it's so wonderful.
1: Absolutely, and for me, that is really key. You know, I think as someone who does intuitive work, whether you're doing it professionally or just for your own healing and deepening your own experience in life, um, that Mm self-expression and being able to go into that place of just being curious and observing is key. And so by allowing myself to do that and creating this deck, it showed me in a way what intuition really is. So it was very a very powerful process. And it's really interesting when you look at something that you created or, as you know, when you write something. And I know you created the tarot coloring book, and I know that you use that yourself. So I bet when you go through that process that you laid out yourself, you're teaching yourself something, which is a really fascinating thing. I still look at these images in the Lunar Nomad, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even – I didn't consciously put this together in this way. You know, there are parts that I did, but you discover things even in your own creation. And to me, that is intuition. There's always more to discover.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's really funny. Sometimes I'll read some things I've written, like maybe a blog post or whatnot or something in the book, and I'm like, did I write that? Holy cow. Right.
1: (laughs) You're like, like, damn, excuse my language, but Yes, that's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> yes.
0: So, you know, um for people who tune into Tarot Bites, we tune in to talk about tarot. So, I I want to explain some of the these other decks that I mentioned. And could you explain, for example, you know, what Lenormand is all about? I'm not a Lenormand person, by the way. Yes. So, Lenormand is a, a very simple
1: I don't want to say it's a simple system. It's a it's a much simpler system in its um in its form than tarot. There are, are 36 symbols, and the system, the traditional Lenormand, is um, more I- icons rather than actual images. So unlike tarot, there is no um, there are no suits. There's just 36 images. Not one is better than the other. Not that in tarot there is one better than the other, but there are just 36 symbols, and those symbols are just icons, almost like a word or a letter. So the dog is literally an image of a dog. The man is literally an image of a man. And the way that those symbols traditionally work is that you link them together in usually groups of twos or threes, And it's almost, again, like putting words together to form a sentence. And so when I worked with that system and became intrigued by it, what I liked about it was the symbol itself was open for interpretation or it was sort of had space for you to put your intuition on it. Whereas with tarot, there's a little bit more context or subtext that comes with the actual card so a lot of readers who read lenormand uh, tend to focus on more mundane things it tends to be um, less cerebral or psychological and more about the tangible Um, actually when the lenormand system came back into kind of the present day consciousness because it's a system that has been around for a couple hundred years it came back and really tried to reclaim this idea of fortune telling which mm-hmm. is sort of like a no-no in tarot circles and the reason why is it's really good at spelling things out you know so let me just give you an example if you were to pick a card like the man plus the heart then that might mean that you're going to meet a man who captures your heart, or who gives you love, you know, so it can really be very simple, very simple language, it kind of is what it is. And that makes it a very powerful system. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who have a tarot background, or who work from a very intuitive place, I feel like sometimes they stumble with the simplicity of
0: it. Right on. And I think that's my problem with it. Mm -hmm. So I totally get that, you know, and and it's, it's interesting because one of the first tarot readings that I ever had from somebody else was someone who used the Lenormand and he was a, a guy who was known as a local ghostbuster and he saw auras and that's the deck he read with. And he was great. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, and so let me just
1: say, um, I, I don't think that everyone who reads Lenormand, um, works in that way where, they just read it, like, I almost want to say by the book, because it is very much a system of memorizing interpretations. And I'm kind of a rebel as an Aquarius. I feel like I really own that. Just like Lenormand reminds me a lot like um, tea leaf reading, where there are symbols, and usually people memorize the symbols, and they say, well, I see an acorn, so that means growth. Whereas for me, really working with symbols starts with what a symbol means for you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is so key in every divinatory system. So a card, you can read any card. Have you ever seen the movie called The Gift? um, Yeah. Kate Blanchette? Yeah, and in that movie, she uses the ESP cards. And I was fascinated by that as a little kid because it's like there's nothing there. But what they are is a key or a doorway or really just a springboard for your own intuition to mirror back to you. And a lot of people who use um, cardomancy in general, I feel like it's a way for people who are afraid of their intuition or who don't want to bring intuition into the equation, it gives them a way of of gaining information and having a system where it's like A plus B equals you know, see. And I don't work that way. So I don't teach that way, but it's there if you want it.
0: Mm -hmm. The gift was such an amazing movie. One of my, actually one of my yoga students forced me to watch it. And he said, you need to watch it. It reminds me of you. Mm -hmm. And of course I had some experiences in my career that were so much like that movie. I got to tell you, I was flipped out. My husband and I were watching and I said, this is really what it's like doing this work. So I will just say, I live that. <laughs> it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yes. So let's go into Oracle decks. You know, um, what do people need to know about Oracle decks? There's so many on the market now.
1: So I want to, this is so funny. And I I think about this all the time. So when I created the Lunar Nomad Oracle, as you noticed, it's called an Oracle, not a and Lenormand deck. And the reason why is I kind of put my own interpretation on that, not just with the images, but I also added cards to the system. And um, oracles themselves, I mean, an oracle is just anything that allows you to communicate with the divine or with spirit or with inner wisdom or intuition. But an oracle deck really is just a system that somebody, you know, created. And it can be, there are traditional oracles. I mean, tarot is a traditional oracle. Uh, Lenormand's a traditional oracle, but when we think of oracle decks, most of the time we think of systems that have been created by someone purely based on their own uh, artistic um, interpretation or their own experience. And I always think of Lady Gaga and her album, Art Pop, because she says my art pop can mean anything. And it's this juxtaposition or this play on the idea of pop art And I always think of that, like when I think of the Lunar Nomad or when I think of oracles, I'm like, your art pop can mean anything. It's like, it's up to you. You're literally just creating this system that um, allows you to play and experience intuition. So um, a lot of oracles, though, that you'll see are like the angel cards by Doreen Virtue Mm -hmm. um, in her in her career, in the beginning of her career, she was very influential in creating uh, angel oracle decks, which felt very safe to people. And uh, and I kind of want to talk about that for a second. So I feel like tarot is profound because it is like, um, it's like when you look at it, you're looking at the surface of the water and then you realize and you stick your head under that there's a whole ocean down there. Um, I think Lenormand as an oracle system it tends to be a little bit easier to wrap your head around and then you can kind of take it wherever you want. And whereas an Oracle deck um, can kind of be on either end of the spectrum and Oracle decks usually, especially the angel Oracle decks, usually feel really safe for people because there's not a lot of rules. They're usually very simple. They are what they are. So most of the cards have a word on them, which makes people feel very comfortable. It's usually a picture with a word. And the word is usually straightforward. So you might have, um, you know, the Archangel Michael on a card, and it will say protection because he's a, an angel that is known for protecting people. Or it might have a whole phrase on it. So it it kind of takes the ownership out of people's hands a little bit, I want to say, but it also gives them the security or the the uh, feeling of safety that they might need in order to start the conversation with their intuition. Does that make sense?
0: It absolutely makes sense. Thank you. So, you know, we got these three main different types of decks. How might people use these three types of deck, Terrell, and Norman and Oracle's oracle decks together, or do you think they shouldn't? Should they be separate entities?
1: I think that people should. use use them however feels right for them. So for me, um, I have many different decks that I like to work with. I find that tarot is wonderful um, if you're trying to kind of cover the gamut because it can, you know, it's it's just versatile. It can be really um, mundane day-to-day or it can be very uh, spiritual. It can be very... Uh, psychological. I feel like if you're just beginning and you are someone who tends to be a bit more um, right brain, uh, intuitive, imaginative, or if I like to call um, lunar, then working with the system like an oracle. So here are two people that if you want to explore oracles to look up, like Doreen Virtue and Colette Baron reed both had lots of different types of oracles. And this is a great way for you to get a feel for your intuition, get a feel for working with those energies, and uh, but still feel like you have some support. You don't look at the image and be like, "Oh my God, I have no clue what this means because there's a guide right there on the card." If you're someone who is much more analytical or solar, you tend to like things that are very left brain. Then working with a system like Lenormand is going to be good because there are lots of um, there are lots of rules and um, you know specific tangible things that you can look for and help you interpret the cards. You don't get as there's not as much of a chance to get as lost. Um, to work with all three of them together, I feel like that's up to your interpretation. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to, I sometimes like to play with tarot and then add an oracle card um, to the reading, especially here's a question that I love to ask in a reading and I like to use oracle this. especially if I'm asking what energy or what medicine is going to be supportive for me right now. And I find oracle cards can be really profound story that I'll tell about this really quick so I do a a new moon circle and I had a friend that came recently and she does it's not like a big believer in these things but you know she's open to everything and she wanted to you know just experience it so part of the circle is everyone picks I have all these different types of oracle decks tarot decks the norman decks Uh, The Lunar Nomad was there, and everyone just picked whatever deck they wanted to use, and uh, my friend actually just picked, I think it was a unicorn deck, and we all just asked, what do I need to receive right now, and pulled a card, and we went around the circle and talked about it, and the card that my friend pulled just said, grandparents, and I think the message said something like, your grandparents are in your life right now, they're on your mind, you need to connect with them, and my friend is actually, uh, her grandfather is is dying of cancer right now. And, um, and it's been this huge thing and he is like the pillar of her family. And it's kind of, it's just been this thing that she just has no clue how to deal with it. And when it got to be her turn and she pulled this card, I mean, she was just lost words, but I don't even know how this was the card that I picked out of all the 30 decks that are laying here, I picked this one, and out of all the cards in that deck, I picked this card, and it's exactly what's happening in my life. So sometimes I think oracles are really wonderful for being able to just hit the nail on the head, and there's no um, interpretation because there it is, the word's right there, and it's nourishing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's such such a beautiful story, too, and it really illustrates how powerful the oracle decks can be, and they shouldn't be underestimated.
1: Absolutely. I think that's, I love that you say that because I feel like a lot of people feel like they're kind of the uh, lesser version of tarot, like you're you're not doing the real thing. And I feel like that's really, really not true. And I'm, I'm kind of just going to be tough love and say that's just a reflection of your own ideas of intuition.
0: Absolutely. I agree 100%. So, I thank you so much for educating um, my audience tonight on these three different decks, and um, where can people buy the Lunar Nomad Oracle deck?
1: Well, thank you for having me, and I'm so happy to talk about this. The Lunar Nomad Oracle is being published through Wiser, so you can go to uh, Wiser Books to find it, or you can Obviously, get on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or visit me at ShaheenMiroInsights.com and learn all about the deck, see the images, and
0: purchase it for yourself and join me on the lunar side. Thank you so much. All right, people, Well, that wraps up this episode of Terabytes. And you can find Shaheen at ShaheenMiroInsights.com. And as you said, you can buy the Lunar Nomad Oracle deck all over the place, and you should get it because it is a fabulous deck, and every tarot reader or tarot lover or people who love to play with cards of all different stripes are going to find this deck to be very helpful and a great addition to your practice. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, too, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the Tarot Coloring Book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you guys to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a sweet review on iTunes. That's going to help more Tarot curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And I always like to close off by saying this, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life you are in charge of your decisions your plans the action steps that you take or don't take you're the boss and if you don't like where your life is headed right now you can change that nothing is ever fixed in stone the tarot cards tell a story but you write the ending